Hey, Nacho. Hey, Sophie D. Ooh. Let me tell you something fun. Sure. I slept so good last night. Ooh. And the night before. Oh, man. I've been not sleeping good. And this weekend, I like made myself sleep good. That's good. It was so nice. I'm so jelly. You know, like when you wake up and you're tired and like you can feel that your eyes are just like puffy from not having slept good. Yeah. That's like how I was all of last week. Yeah. And then I'm like that all the time and I'm hyper aware of it whenever I'm like in meetings or conferences yeah. at work. I'm like, oh God, I look like crap. So <laughs> you just need, you just need to give yourself a good sleep. I really do. And how do you even do that? It's, it feels impossible. You have to like force yourself to do it. I know. But anyway, I recommend it. It feels great. <laughs> like my eyes feel like normal. One out of na- one nat recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. One out of one. <laughs> it's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> but guess what? What? I'm going to do a really bad transition into the movie that we're watching this week. <laughs> it's the other side of the 1995 movies. Like last week was um, James Bond 1995. This week is Bad Boys 1995. Yeah. So we go from like trash to great. Yes. <laughs> this movie was amazing. It was really good. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. What did you know about it beforehand? I knew Will Smith was in it. Same. That's it. I knew Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, Cops, and Michael Bay. Yeah, I didn't know any of that. Ah, yeah, Michael Bay. <laughs> this was like pre-Transformers Michael Bay. Ah. Uh, so, I mean, I'm sure some things check out to you now. They kind of do. Yeah. Yeah. It makes a little more sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, here's the synopsis. <laughs> Detectives from Miami, Mike Lowry, who is Will Smith, and Marcus Burnett, Martin Lawrence, blow a fuse when $100 million worth of heroin they recently confiscated is heisted from station headquarters. Suspecting it was an inside job, internal affairs gives them five days, that's a lie, it was four days, to track (laughs) down the drugs before they shut down the narcotics division. Action meets farce when Marcus is compelled to masquerade as his partner in order to gain the trust of a call girl, T. Leone, a key witness in their investigation. Also, she wasn't a call girl. Did this person watch the movie? No, they didn't. (laughs) This is from Wikipedia. We need to go make some adjustments because she wasn't a call girl. She was just the roommate. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> she was an unemployed photographer. Yeah. Oh, that checks out too now. I, w- I made comments about her apartment when we get to the apartment. Oh, okay. And I was like, this is, this doesn't make sense to me. But now it does. But okay. So the movie itself opens on golden hour. Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are driving a Porsche down an empty highway. I didn't learn their names until like 20 minutes in, right? Did you get their names at all? I got their names like an hour later. Yeah. <laughs> I was so. like, oh. Will Smith is Mike. Martin Lawrence is Marcus. Yes. So they're driving a Porsche down an empty highway. And uh, Mike does not like Marcus eating a sandwich in his car. And then Marcus is like, come on, man. I'm not getting late. Let me have this. And it's an $105,000 car. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. When he said that price, I gagged. (laughs) And that was 95 (laughs) prizes. Oh. So... (laughs) But Marcus ends up dropping French fries in the car and Mike gets so pissed and pulls over and is like, you're cleaning this. And I feel that so hard. I get really mad when people <laughs> mess up my stuff with their yeah. stupid food stains. I felt both sides because I'm like, you're not going to, you're not going to be so careless in my car. But then I was also like, but the fries. Yeah. You know, <laughs> those poor French fries. They, those were good fries. <laughs> But so as they're pulling over, there's a car very clearly following them and pulling up behind them. Mm-hmm. And you're like, this is trouble. You know it. So a woman gets out of the car and like distracts Mike. So at this point, we learn that he's a little bit into, uh, he gets distracted by a woman. He's a womanizer. Yeah. 
Very easily distracted by oh, women. Oh, very easy. <laughs> so she comes out, Lottie dolls around the car, distracts him. Two guys come around them and pull guns out on them and try to rob them at gunpoint. And while being held at gunpoint, Marcus and Mike argue with each other. And Mike's like, you don't respect anyone's stuff. Yep. <laughs> you have no respect. And they're just going off on each other. They don't care about these other two guys. And the other guys are like, hello. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> so then they eventually, they get to the point in their arguing where Marcus throws his cup of soda in one of the dude's faces. That's kind of like that has him. So then that distracts them. And then they both pull their guns on the other dudes. And they're like, bitch, <laughs> we're cops. <laughs> yep. And then I was like, man, they, they got a thing going. Yeah. Look at them. But like they have to be so confident in their skills yeah like their physical skills to not care that they're at gunpoint to right. just worry about each other yeah which i think is so funny <laughs> we'll get there one day yeah right <laughs> i would love that uh we then go to some aerial shots and the whole movie's been very orange <laughs> very miami <laughs> oh okay yes so we cut to some villains and i thought they were eastern european guys because i didn't know they were french accents ah <laughs> i didn't even i just said the bad guys yeah i was like it's a 90s movies they're white guys with accents and they're bad guys Russians. So, <laughs> i was like eastern european i don't know but one is like look at me i'm like in a uniform and i look so cute and then he gets yep, shot by the leader said. yeah he does <laughs> no one correct me <laughs> and <laughs> look at me i'm so cute in this little uniform my first heist <laughs> and he ends up getting shot and like thrown out of the getaway vehicle while yes. it's going and i'm like oh a distraction <laughs> yes so the actual dialogue that happened in that scene <laughs> was that he was just excited that they were like on their way to, to heist whatever they were gonna heist and then um the boss bad guy i never really learned his name Fouché. yes <laughs> he says you know what you're doing right and he's like yeah i'm the decoy and then he's like you're right you are and then he shoots him and kicks him out the thing because yeah that was that was the decoy move then you're literally a decoy yes right now whoa <laughs> so they end up going to the police station and yes. we get oh wait um the the detail there is that he's wearing a, a police uniform oh yes yes so they shoot him he falls out of the truck and then they call into the cops that there's an officer down so every single cop goes to him yeah that's the decoy oh yeah because it's yeah. super serious yeah yeah, yeah 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 so they end up going to the police station and we get uh cuts of them doing stuff and they end up getting to a vault and stealing bricks of drugs mm-hmm. from i guess from the drugs. evidence i don't know vault yeah. they yeah. were in a vault whatever yeah. We know how the police works. <laughs> I know we're like, they keep drugs. Yeah. <laughs> it was in a cell, so like drugs go to jail just as much as the drug dealers, you know? <laughs> they do with time. Yeah. <laughs> Some serious time. So we cut from all that bad guy nonsense to then breakfast time with Marcus's family. Yes. And his kids are so freaking adorable. They're very cute. <laughs> very chaotic energy in this home, though. Yes, they're all like five and under. Yeah, like it is like sun's up, kids are at 100. Yep, <laughs> as it should be. Yeah, super cute that Mike comes over for breakfast mm-hmm. with the family. I was like, aw. And just before this, it's when Marcus and his wife, Teresa, wake up and he's trying to get the hanky-panky on right away. And she's like, uh, no. <laughs> and, he, and then he's like, come on, man, you know that I can't like... I just perform better at work when I get some in the morning. And I'm like, stop. Yeah. He is literally begging for it and just coming on way yeah. too hard. And that's 
I only mentioned that too because that's also like so much of his character arc his for whole, this entire movie, which is so strange to me. His yeah, his whole character the, during the whole movie is like horny guy who's not getting it. Yeah, <laughs> and I was just like, wow, that's that's a full ass character. <laughs> but anyway, yes. Yeah, so Mike comes over for breakfast. <laughs> Marcus has his daughter and like he's so cute with her and my heart melted. <laughs> what a family. So cute. And then they actually, like when Mike comes over for breakfast, there's already a plate for him. Yeah. So I'm like, does he just come over every day? That's cute. That's so They're cute. A whole family. Hmm. Look at them. <laughs> so they get a call from the police station. And it's for Mike at Marcus's house. <laughs> so that's funny. how I was like, you guys, just move in. Yeah, right. <laughs> you love each other. <laughs> so the captain calls them they go the police station's like a whole crazy crime scene and the captain i kept writing their boss for a while because i didn't know like his title because mm. i don't know chief versus captain or you know I don't know. I don't know i don't know that stuff so everybody's higher up than somebody else yeah he the captain definitely looks like someone who only plays as old-timey cops yes in movies he has that voice right yeah like that really annoying if you know how <laughs> um people describe women as shrill i would call him shrill yes you know yeah. he only had he was only like screaming and even <laughs> when he wasn't screaming it sounded like he was screaming he had one volume yeah <laughs> one and volume one tone volume. yes <laughs> so yeah <laughs> But anyway, yes, so he's showing them what, what happened last night. And he's, like, yelling at them like it's their fault the heroin right. was stolen. Right. I was like, dude, you need to relax a little bit. Yeah, he did not ever turn it down. Yeah. So then enter Captain Allison Sinclair from Internal Affairs, and she comes in with a whole, uh, you got that right, this is a bad situation, so you better get it fixed or else, you know, <laughs> what happens when the news hears about this? And then um, they're all they're all just like, can you get off of our butts? So it's it's essentially she's, you know, the, the fun-sucking lady boss that comes in. Yeah, she was probably in the movie like three times. Yeah. I kept forgetting about her. Yeah. I was like, oh, who was her? Who is she again? <laughs> she, you know, it does, I don't even know. Yeah. So. And again, it's because we don't know how these departments work together. Like, what does internal affairs have to do with narcotics? I don't get it. Internal, we'll just do some research. They're like the PR team, I guess. Ah. Yeah. I see. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So the captain puts our guys back on the case because apparently the whole heroin bust was originally theirs. Yes, it was originally, yeah, Mike and Marcus's. And then, so before Allison leaves, she says that this looks like it could have been an inside job, so you guys better get started. And and then she leaves. So she's only there kind of to to start um, moving along some plot, but like not really to like be a character. Yeah. You know? She's in and out. Sometimes it'd just be like that. She says like three sentences. Yeah. She and the, the, the captain don't like each other. That's the other dynamic that's and, happening. And Mike and Marcus think there's like sexual tension between them. Because Marcus <laughs> is just horny to corny. <laughs> and Mike's a womanizer. Yep. So they think everything is about sex, I guess. I don't know. But the uh, captain also tells their rival duo, Sanchez and Ruiz, to be their support. Yes. And those guys are just ridiculous. And they're all like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the chief obviously trusts trusts mike and marcus and tells them not to rule out the case as an inside job and i'm like okay captain so we go with their duo as they question various people so we go to jojo who's an ex-drug user and he's like i don't know anything i don't do drugs anymore i'm clean so then we cut to a woman named max at a gym and we get fun cuts of so mike goes to go talk to max privately to ask her for help 
with um with this case to see if she's heard anything if she has any info from the streets yeah just and, talk to people you know keep your ear out yeah and we get fun cuts of marcus playing around with gym equipment during this he's not good <laughs> i was like marcus you need to stop yeah. <laughs> He's trying to bench press. It doesn't happen. He tries oh. to go to the speed bag. It's not speedy. He drops the barbell right on himself. And I'm like, my guy. <laughs> That's my, one of my worst fears. Truly. It is. It's a pretty horrifying experience. <laughs> <laughs> Been there. We'll never do it again. I, You know, I don't, I'm not looking forward to ever trying to be there. Yeah. No. <laughs> they end up going back to the station and they get info for the person who installed the air ventilator ventilation system yes from francine their secretary or whatever that that yeah. job title is for the police see we just need to learn about the police <laughs> how does it work <laughs> but she yeah she gives them the the information for the people that install the air conditioning unit because that's how the bad guys got in in the first place so the whole idea is like whoever installed that was part of this whole plan it gotta be so then we cut to the address they ring the doorbell there's no answer so they do some snooping they accidentally fall through an open door, you know, as, <laughs> as it happens. They're like, oh, no, I tripped and this door just happened to be open. So I guess we got to be inside. But then they smell something and Marcus is like, did you just fart? And Mike is like, no, was that you? So then they're like, ah, that's a dead body. Gross. So then we find the dead body in the next room. And it's, it's this dude who's uh, bloody and on a desk. But yeah. we never really establish who he is, I think. He's the guy who owned the company. Ah. that did it that well did we never follow up with him either yeah. do we because they no. do the, they do their um they're snooping around there marcus is a hot mess around dead bodies which i don't blame him but he's just sitting there gagging the whole time he's squeamish gagging groaning he wants to get out of there he's like we gotta call homicide and mike's like wait 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 <laughs> hold on a second <laughs> let's peek and i'm like oh my god poor marcus he wants nothing to do with any of it and i'm like this guy's gonna faint or throw up he just wants to get laid <laughs> That's what, that's all he wants. <laughs> so now they're back in the car and Marcus is talking about how it's over for them now since they have no new leads. And then Mike is like, there's always hope. And then Marcus goes into how that's easy for you to say because you're a trust fund baby who like just is playing cop. And then Mike gets all mad at him because he's like, I've always wanted to be a cop. I'm always the first one in, last one out and all that. I'm so determined and this and that. And then they kind of just have their own like, they're like siblings in that sense where they, they just like get mad at each other. And then like two seconds later, they're like they sing the bad boys theme song yeah so they make up these two are they get incredibly sensitive so marcus makes the point that it a lot of people him and a lot of people in the department they need that job yeah. they don't have trust funds they don't have anything to fall back on if they don't get a paycheck they're not getting a paycheck yeah essentially like they're screwed yeah and they see mike as just he's wealthy he has no care in the world yeah yeah we get the title drop the bad boys title drop yep. in song form which yes. was fun yeah i, I enjoyed that <laughs> So we cut to Max chatting with, I guess, her employer. Yeah, I think I forget her name. Uh, I feel like it was Fields. It yes, something it's a like four that. Le- I have it later on. I just don't have it this second. But yeah, so she's yeah. talking to some lady. Yeah, um, she's trying to get some info to find out if any newly rich guys have been throwing parties. And I was like, is she an escort? What's the deal? Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, girl, please don't end up in a serious, like, dangerous situation. And I'm like, oh, no. Don't speak too soon. So she's like, oh, I have to hang out with my roommate, too. What a drag. Yeah. So she ends up finding out about this, like, this guy randomly came into money and he's throwing a party that night. So Max brings Julie with her. Yes, Julie's the roommate. Yes. 
do they go to a hotel or like a mansion it's um i think it's just like the 95 version of airbnb because it was it was al capone's like suite or something okay because i'm like so this is a hotel yeah so actually what it was what was interesting is that they're so they're walking into what seems like the front of like a man also maybe just because it's miami we don't it looks different than new york but what they're walking into looks like it's you know like floor level of a villa or a mansion or something and then later on we see not to spoil we see someone jump from 10 15 feet up or stories up it was super weird i was like oh we were at a hotel this whole time yeah but anyway yeah so they get to this wherever whatever suite they're in they greet some guy named eddie and he's already high when they get there he definitely just did a line yeah he blows his nose into his hand and then shakes max's hand gross super gross hate that (laughs) julie does not like the idea of being there so she goes upstairs to the bathroom he gets really handsy with her at first yeah i'm like oh but also she doesn't go upstairs before they drink um maxi and julie share a glass of champagne real quick yeah and then she goes up to the bathroom super important yeah it's an important detail yeah so it just max and eddie at this point and the bad guys from earlier poke their heads in yep. and they're like there he is so <laughs> there he is guys and i'm like oh that guy was the getaway driver from the beginning who put uh-huh. the bricks into his bag ah yeah i see and i'm like that's that guy and i'm like oh he still has it in the original packaging great <laughs> and i'm like max get out of there <laughs> you gotta go so Fouché comes out, confronts them. He then talks to Max and he's like, oh, you're so pretty. And he asks her to model. And I was super creeped out. And they end up shooting Max and killing her. Yep. And Julie sees everything from the upper level. Mm -hmm. And then they shoot Eddie and injure him. And then we find out that he used to be a cop and he is the one who gave the bad guys the intel for the job. Mm. I'm like, Eddie, you bastard. I didn't even catch that there because I was busy being sad about Max because they shoot Eddie. And they're like, how dumb are you? You know that hookers talk. Why didn't you just wait four days for me to make the deal? So I was like, oh, so there's that plot point, the four days. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they end up killing Eddie. And then somehow someone spots Julie. Yeah. He just like turns around and conveniently sees her through the, the grates. Yeah. I was like, there's no way. Yeah. So she runs. They chase her. She ends up on the rooftop. They manage to miss her with all their bullets. Again, yeah, and she ends up jumping from the roof into the pool, and yeah. she makes it. Right, and, and the, she's like eight stories up. Yeah, and the bad guys are like, holy shit, she made it. <laughs> like, they stop everything to be like, oh my god. Well, maybe we should let her get away. <laughs> so now uh, we just cut to the boss, or Fouché, telling them to just find out where she works, and or like who she works for and where she lives. So now we cut later on. All the cops are there at the scene. Marcus and the captain determine that Eddie is actually, they just redetermined that he's an ex-cop from the precinct. So they were kind of right about it being an inside job. Yeah. And then Mike finds a glass of champagne with both lipsticks, uh, lipstick prints on it. Yeah. So then they're like, oh, there's one more that's unaccounted for. Because they're like, we got two bodies. Yep. So then uh, Marcus walks around and he checks under the blanket where Maxie was. And then he's like, oh, yikes. So he covers that back up. But then Mike comes over. Then obviously he sees her too. So then he gets emotional. Yeah, because Mike and Max were very close. Yeah. And he kind of like sent her here in a sense. Yeah. Like how could you not feel responsible? Yeah. So he's big time sad, as I would be. So now Mike decides he's going to go talk to the woman that Max works for. So we end up cutting to that woman. Lois is her name. Oh, I didn't get her first name. It, yeah. I was like, Mrs. Fields? Why does that sound you familiar? You weren't wrong. <laughs> That's your last name, yeah. <laughs> is that like a brand of cookies? Yes. 
Ah, uh, that's why. <laughs> Not our brand of cookies. No. We. What do we use? It doesn't matter at this point. Anyway, <laughs> back to the movie. Yes. So we cut to Lois. And I'm like, oh my God, she's about to die. Oh. So, <laughs> And then we cut back and forth. So we cut to Marcus at the station. He's on the phone with his wife and another officer. So he's got two phones on his face. And he's like yelling at one person. And his wife is like, don't yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that back in those days, back in 95, when you had to use two phones for two phone calls? So ridiculous. <laughs> Ugh, silly. So primitive. Yeah. So when we cut back to Mike, he gets to Lois's house. He calls for backup because the place looks spooky. Like all the lights are out. And since someone ends up attacking him, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh. <laughs> then we cut to Julie calling the station looking for Mike to tell him about what happened to Max. I guess Marcus and Mike's desks are next to each other. Yeah, because they're partners, I guess. That's how that oh, works. Oh, cute. Mm-hmm. And the captain is over there. Yeah. So the captain picks up and is talking to her. She's like, I only want to talk to Mike, no one else. And the captain makes Marcus talk to her and they make a thing out of it because Marcus is like, how am I supposed to sound? And I'm like, dude, she Just, wouldn't know your voice yeah. versus his. Like, come on. How would she know the difference? Like, right. And the captain's like, no, you got to sound more sexy like like Mike. And he's like, <laughs> it's Mike Lowry. And he's trying to like be all seductive. And I'm like, stop. <laughs> Marcus, you're a mess. And then you know what else was weird with that scene too was that they have that whole back and forth, right? And he has his hand over the um, the speaker part of the phone. And then I'm like, so he says, hey, this is Mike Lowry. And then the captain says, that's not how Mike sounds. And then they have that whole back and forth. And then I'm like, but if she doesn't know you're having this conversation, she's still, she would be speaking while you guys are bickering. Yeah. So you're missing important information. They would definitely be missing info. Right. Yeah, no, I thought that too. He ends up getting an address from her and is forced to head down, even though she wants to just talk to Mike. And the captain's like, you're Mike now. Get over it. She can't know that you're not Mike. Yep. <laughs> and you know how I have a problem with this? It's because he's just trying to go home. And then the captain doesn't give a shit about his life. And he's like, do you want to keep your job? And he's like, if you don't go today, you're not going to see your wife for another month. And I'm like, that is not how we work. And he's like, captain, my my marriage is in shambles. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, poor guy. So let's talk about an abusive work environment. <laughs> Sucks. But so, anyway, Marcus gets to Julie's. Yeah, he takes his wedding ring off. And I'm like, I hope he remembers to put that back on. He won't. Yeah, no, definitely not. <laughs> uh, he walks in. Julie tries to attack him with a bat. He takes the bat off and he's like, are you crazy? <laughs> what are you doing? Because she says that he he isn't what Maxie described him as. And then they just, they get into a whole thing. And then Marcus is like, either you trust me or you continue alone. And the bad guys probably know where you live by now. So yeah, I'm just going to leave then. And then she's like, all right, fine. There are four <laughs> of them or whatever. And, and I watched it all happen. So then I get distracted. This is where I get distracted because I was like, she has a very open layout. And it looks like she has a lot of stuff, but also it looks very bare. Yeah, I got so what is this apartment. I got confused because her and Max are roommates, but he walks into this main room and it doesn't look like two people live there. Right. <laughs> and like it looks like only like an artist. Yeah. It looks like he walked into a studio bedroom. Right. Which was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Again, maybe it's different in Miami in ninety five. I don't know. Unless they're just really comfortable roommates. Sure. And they have like a screen between their beds or something. Or maybe Max has no possessions. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Probably. But anyway, uh, Marcus tells her to get her things because they need to leave and go to protective custody. And she doesn't like that idea. And she only wants to deal with Mike or Marcus at this point. So then uh, she puts one of her dogs in a carry bag and then tries to get the other one. But then bang. Yeah. Her door gets shot in. 
Oh my god. And they're arguing with each other as they're collecting the dogs. And I'm like, can you guys <laughs> just focus? Please. Yeah. Yeah. And the bad guys bust in. They're not trying to be sneaky at all. Nope. Like, imagine being one of those neighbors and hearing all those gunshots. Like, I would oh, pee my pants. Yeah, true. Yeah. I was thinking about the dog because there were two of them. She only had one of them. The other one was running around. Yeah. There's gunfire. Now, where's the dog? <laughs> I don't think the bad guys would cute the dogs. They didn't seem like they cared. <laughs> but they run through her. And now it seems like a massive apartment. Yeah. So they're running through doors and doors. Marcus shoots back at the guys. He goes to grab the dog. Finally, and then they get away. They run through the fire escape. Everyone's like shooting blindly. Yeah. Yeah. And Marcus does like a cool slide over the car hood to get into his car to get away mm-hmm. but like they're still shooting at people like there's people at a hotel bar and like the bad guy's trying to shoot through the crowd that's so irresponsible super irresponsible <laughs> like way to attract attention right right so then they drive away but the bad guys get a look at the license plate and then the two bad guys have a very fat phobic argument well they start yelling at each other yeah and i'm like you guys are still attracting attention attention to yourselves and then they start arguing each other They're like did you get that license plate <laughs> hey any of you patrons over there at this bar did you guys happen to see that license plate i'm like guys you're yelling at each other at full volume everyone knows what you're up to right and your guns are out <laughs> they know that you are in the middle of it did you shoot him <laughs> like hey johnny <laughs> did you get him <laughs> they were like first and last name each other they were so ridiculous i was like these guys are dumb yeah dumb as fuck <laughs> how do some people get jobs honestly <laughs> so now really? we're in the car and julie is roasting marcus for driving a station wagon yeah yeah she she's so rude i'm like you need to chill the fuck out and he's saving your life right now yeah he also still hasn't put his wedding ring back on nope and she's like, fine, I'll do protect- protective custody at your place. And he's like, my place, my place. And he starts like freaking out because he forgets he's playing Mike. So he's like, my house, my wife and my kids. I can't show up. No, no, no. And then he's like, oh, I'm Mike. So he takes Julie to Mike's place. It's like a building with a front desk. And Chet is yes. the front door. The door the, boy, yeah. The lobby guy. Yeah. He... <laughs> I guess front desk. He's the front desk. Yeah. <laughs> he greets Marcus and sees Julie. And he's like, how's your wife? How's your family? You know, kids are the most important thing in the world, right? Yep. Just getting the wrong message from the situation and guilt tripping Marcus. Yep. Marcus slides him some money, some cash. And he's like, I mean, you know, I just, I wouldn't even know what to say to the kids and stuff. And then, and then Marcus is like, I'm going to get you for extortion. Just let me upstairs. <laughs> yeah. He eventually gets a key and he's like, this is not what you think. And he's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So they get up into Mike's apartment and it's all like fancy schmancy and the voicemail clicks mm-hmm. and it's this woman named Yvette and she is leaving the dirtiest hey. <laughs> <laughs> voicemail and I'm like, oh my god and then marcus is trying to just talk over he's like anyway yeah so this is where we sit this is on the couch and this is some water if you want some water and uh, there's a pillow that we put on the couch some of that stuff (laughs) just trying to drown it out yeah but it's also it's really funny too because even before that um they get inside and it's like marcus has never been to his best friend's apartment ever because he's like yeah so like it's dark in here right now because like the lights are off but like i would totally turn them on but I, and i know where the light switches are which it, the, you know they're around but uh i just you know it's dark 
yeah. he just couldn't figure out any, like he's like he forgot how to function yeah chet is like i haven't seen you in a really long time marcus <laughs> <laughs> so yeah he doesn't know where anything is he doesn't know where lights are he doesn't know where the fridge is no. nothing and then julia makes a very passing comment and she's like you can afford all this stuff on a cop salary and i was like mind your business julie yeah really that is rude. very invasive <laughs> yeah you don't well, know my life yeah really <laughs> you know she's rude <laughs> marcus ends up going back downstairs to the doorman he's like julie stay yeah she's like what well, you're gonna leave me here yeah i have a job to do yeah <laughs> the bad guys are still afoot yeah definitely not what you're probably supposed to do but whatever yeah so he goes back to chet tells him everything and is like when mike comes tell him to call me don't let him go upstairs <laughs> and chet's like but i can lose my job and marcus is like i will lose my job so. <laughs> and then he's like nah you can be like a lookout like a real lookout you know like you're one of my deputies yeah it's like a deputy oh okay sure thing (laughs) captain yeah so marcus ends up going home and his wife is pissed she's like you smell like perfume and you're not wearing your wedding ring yeah damn it marcus i put him on the couch yeah she ended up doing that yeah good for her yeah so the next morning marcus is yelling at mike for disappearing because now we're kind of at the precinct they go at 100 at each other all the time yeah (laughs) so yeah marcus is yelling at mike for disappearing and not returning any of his calls not answering any like the backup that he asked for then mike gets out of the back of a car with an ice pack to his head already and he's like listen i got a dead madam i have a concussion i have a headache like can we not do this right now and marcus is not letting up yeah i wish they like stopped for a second to compare notes yeah but instead they just kind of yelled at each other and were like whose situation is worse yeah because it's always a competition yeah so then yeah marcus is like you know while you did that i had to sleep on the couch and i almost got blown up but i got the witness so now they're heading into the office now marcus is still running his mouth and mike oh, on and on mike just like he's just running about how mike left his hanging him hanging and mike is just like i have a concussion yeah can we my head hurts yeah so (laughs) then they walk into a gym where the captain is yelling at them again and trying to play basketball but he's not good at it there's a lot of yelling in this movie yeah (laughs) this is when i was like this guy is so annoying like he only has the one tone and then you get the echo from being in a gym oh my god that was the worst yeah and like he's yelling at at our uh, at our pals and while he's doing that, he's also shooting basketball hoops and he misses like every single one. Great at air ball though. Yeah. Is that the whitest way to say that? He's shooting basketball hoops? I don't know. <laughs> you remember in high school when we would joke about um, uh, whatever that, there was that commercial with the I lift things up and put things down. Oh yeah. And they're like, they make baskets. Yeah. But yeah, so Captain's playing some shooty hoops. Yes. And <laughs> the whole time he's just like, he just like doesn't care about his employees. <laughs> yeah, he's screaming at them. And so ultimately the captain is like, You're Marcus, you're gonna stay with the witness, you're gonna play Mike, and you're gonna stay there. And Mike is like, Okay, I'll stay at Marcus's. Mm-hmm. And Marcus is like, My wife will kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna touch more about this because I need to complain about this captain more. Yes. Because he's the worst. Because he's just, he, again, like before, he's blaming them for not having the job done yet. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Hello. They are literally working to do it right now. <laughs> and then he's like, You know, if I tell you to be Mike, just be Mike, just get the witness. And I'm like, Calm down. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, um, you know, when your boss, like when you can tell when the boss has never had the lower job and is trying to tell you how to do your job when you know that they don't know how to do it. 
Oh my God, it's all like the time. that. Yeah. And then the captain asks where the witness is, and Marcus says that she's in the apartment. So then Mike gets all annoyed. That's when he figures out that she's like in his space. He's like, You left a stranger in my apartment with two dogs? Yep. Excuse me? And then the captain is like, You left our only witness alone? <laughs> so then that's its own thing. But then, so then Marcus and Mike start bickering again because their bickering is fun. Yeah. But also, like, Marcus kind of annoys me. We'll get to that later, I guess. A little bit. But then. Then the captain says that Sinclair has been looking to pin something on him for years and he's covered for them. So why don't you do one for me? And I was like, hell, no, no, no. That's not how that works. No, definitely not. You know, you don't <laughs> guilt your employees into doing that for you. And if you didn't want that responsibility, then why did you take that job? Yeah. You know, no, definitely. <laughs> so then the captain goes on and on and on and on some more. And then Mike, when he you know keeps saying that Marcus is to be Mike and Mike is to be whoever. So then Mike says, so like, what am I supposed to be like some homeless guy now? And the captain goes, what do I care? excuse me figure it out that's, he's a piece of shit <laughs> no I he's don't kind like of a douche he's very like so stressed and blinded by it yeah <laughs> like he's so focused on saving his own ass he's not seeing anything else yeah and, and it's then, really fucked up and then when marcus says that he can't just be mike for four days because his wife would kill him captain goes don't like your job then quit so then if they quit then he's still <laughs> <laughs> can't stand that guy no it's su- super shitty he's the worst i hate him <laughs> but anyway yes so we decide that mike is to stay at marcus's house for the next four days yes and, and then we move on and now we're at marcus's house yeah and marcus and his wife are discussing Teresa. Teresa. oh thank god i was like, <laughs> I was like what is her name <laughs> so my marcus and Teresa are discussing the arrangements because she thinks Marcus is going to Cleveland. And she's like, I don't need Mike here. And he's like, I would feel much more comfortable if Mike was here. And Mike keeps butting into the conversation. And they're both like, can you go downstairs? (laughs) You know what else annoys me too about Marcus? Maybe I was just in an angry mood watching this. I don't know. I don't think I was because it was a fun movie. But um, when he says he's going to Cleveland and she says something about like, why do you have to go to Cleveland? Why can't Mike go to Cleveland? He's like, all right, look now, woman, I told you. And I was like, if my man ever calls me woman in that tone. Yeah, I didn't like that. He's staying in Cleveland. <laughs> he can move there. I'll be fine here. He can stay out there. Yeah. Now, Marcus was such a mess. Yeah. But, you yeah, know, so Mike keeps butting in and they're like, can you just like go get a soda downstairs? Yeah. Just chill. Like, this is an A-B conversation. See your way out. Yeah. <laughs> so we cut from them to the bad guys in a drug lab. Mm-hmm. And they're cooking the drugs, but I guess there's too much moisture in the kitchen. Who even knew that was a thing? I don't know yeah. anything about drugs. So. Dare, kids. <laughs> say no to drugs. <laughs> you know, Dare made me think that, like, people were constantly going to be offering me drugs my whole life. Right. <laughs> And how often has it happened? Yeah, like not very often. (laughs) It happened to me once and I was so scared. And it's so funny because it's like anytime I've said no, everyone's been like cool. Okay, right. Like, okay. But like Dare made it seem like you said no and they were going to like continue. Force it down you? Yeah. Well, because like we're adults now where we're like, we realize that when we say no, that that's just saving that person money because they paid for it, you know? <laughs> yeah. More for you, bud. Yeah. You <laughs> enjoy it. You spent, you, that's hard-earned money. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, the bad guy doesn't care that there's moisture in the air. He's like, you're throwing off my timetable. So he's a Virgo. <laughs> just so you know. 
And then we cut to Marcus coming into Mike's apartment and Julie asks about all the pictures of Mike on the shelves. So Marcus is like, oh, you know, that's a cop thing. You know, it's like a it's like a shrine. You know, it's like a reminder of every time that he saves my life. I just like like to remember the moment, you know, and she's like, oh, I just I thought you guys might have been gay. And he's like, gay. Oh, he gets so offended. He's like, he's like, how dare you? Guys are so awkward when they get asked if they're gay. <laughs> like me gay a homosexual no <laughs> so he goes on this whole thing and she's like oh i just you know, it would have been okay if you were a homosexual he's like no, no 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 not me not me you see all those dents in that bed that's for me banging ladies and i was like what <laughs> also how can you tell that the dent is from a woman versus a man you know, know. <laughs> like a dent is a dent i think but whatever he he established his straightness to her in the most awkward way in the possible. most awkward way <laughs> so now they're going through headshots so that she can identify the people that shot Maxie. and marcus offers her part of his sandwich and she's like no i don't eat flesh so then she goes <laughs> on this whole thing about how like she doesn't eat meat because you know it used to have a name and it used to have its whole soul and all. the basically the the, the, the vegan, vegan argument yeah yeah and specifically marcus is eating bologna, a bologna sandwich yeah so she's like oh like your bologna's had many first names and just goes off about all the like how bologna was made yeah all the different pieces that go in, go into it and yeah. he loses his appetite and he's like can i eat a pickle <laughs> <laughs> and she's like i mean yeah it's got a lot of salt but you know whatever yeah so then he dips it in his soda and he's like here i'll wash it off and i'm like that does that i feel like that defeats the pur- purpose yeah i'm like marcus stop being weird for two seconds <laughs> yeah but i feel like they were trying to make julie this like annoying feminist from the 90s Oh, for sure. You know? She did have her moments where she was insufferable, though. Yeah. Like, there were a couple parts where I'm like, Julie. Yeah, please. Stop. But also, she's not wrong about the bologna. No, definitely you know? not. <laughs> like, the same thing with hot dogs. Like, hot dogs is mystery meat, but I'll still eat one. I'll eat one if there's no other options. Yeah. And I'm hungry. I do like a turkey dog. I've never had. I've had, like, one. And I remember it not being the worst. Uh I had a tofu dog once, and that was Ooh, weird. I've never had that. It was a weird. Turkey burgers are good. I, I like love those. turkey burgers. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we might be a little hungry today. I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> so uh, Julie recognizes one of the headshots. So she's like, that's the guy. And then we cut back to Mike telling the kids a crazy work story. And he's like, just ask your dad about it. So cute. And they're like, they're hooked. Yeah. And I was like, you know, that means Marcus doesn't tell them any fun stories. Marcus's kid with the glasses. <laughs> he is the like, cutest little thing in the Enamored. world. Enamored. <laughs> so then we cut back to Marcus getting mad at Julie for the dogs pooping around the apartment. And he's like, so there's one here. There's a little thing there. And I'm also like, damn. Poor Mike. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to suck. Yeah. So then the next day, Marcus and Mike are arguing about which one of them has it worse. Again, because it's a competition. Yeah. And then Mike notices that Marcus is wearing his shirt. And Marcus <laughs> is like, well, if I'm going to be Mike Lowry, then I might as well dress like Mike Lowry. And then, <laughs> then Mike says, oh, got to call the wife. So that pisses Marcus off. <laughs> so then we hear them talking all chummy chummy on the phone. And Wait, just to backtrack real yeah. quick. So Marcus is like, I'm over hanging out with Julie. And Mike says he's over Marcus's zoo of a home which starts Marcus oh, being yeah, yeah, pissed yeah. off. And then he's like, oh, I got to call the wife. And that's when he gets into that. So uh, it's so silly how Marcus reacts to the phone call. Yeah. Because Mike is like writing down notes and he's like, yeah, like I'll be there at whatever time, whatever. So he's she, like, how are the kids? Okay, I won't be yeah. home until 1030, you know, whatever. Just, don't don't wait for me. It'll be fine. Like so cute and inquisitive. Yeah. <laughs> like he cares about the family. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but then she hangs up. And he's like, 
he starts talking like just to keep pissing marcus off yeah and he's like so what are you wearing yeah he's like rent a movie so we can we can chill later on <laughs> and then marcus is just sitting there like losing his mind yeah so when he asks what are you wearing he snatches the phone from him he's like baby <laughs> but it's just the <laughs> dial tone <laughs> baby <laughs> there is some kind of weird ringing happening and i hear that too but i don't know what it is it's just the world <laughs> is going bananas anyway yeah so marcus is freaking out <laughs> and then mike is like she hung up like 10 minutes ago calm down i'm just messing with you i'd be like those two as well so like the argument the argument there was like you know marcus is like come on man like that's my family don't mess up a happy home and then <laughs> mike is like don't wear my clothes and i'm like those are two not equal things no those are not the same they're really not the same so <laughs> You know, Marcus annoys me, but I'm going to take us out on this argument. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so now it's later on and Francine can't get into the Eddie file because she says that, you know, this one's hard to get into and it's also illegal. And then Mike is like, that hasn't stopped you before. Yeah, they mentioned it was illegal to access those files at another point in the movie, like earlier on. And I just was confused by that because I'm like, wouldn't Mike have special permission to access it because it's related to their in- investigation? I don't know how did I, I don't know how this stuff works because i feel like that shouldn't be protected at that point right. yeah or like you need a warrant maybe and maybe that was a process that they didn't want to go through yeah like eddie sucks <laughs> <laughs> and he's you know he's gone yeah so they end up going back to mike's place mm-hmm. and mike notices a stain on the carpet because now it's mike and marcus yes he notices a stain but now on the mike carpet. is playing marcus yeah so they've just swapped roles at this yeah, point yeah yeah <laughs> It's confusing to keep keep track of sometimes. So Mike's like, oh, there's a stain. And he's like, oh, there's a little doggy on this leather couch. And oh, you said there's another dog in the bed? Oh, okay. And he sits down and tries to act cool, but he is steaming. And I'm like, I would not be able to keep my cool like that. I'd be like, what the fuck is this? At first, I was going to be mad at Julie because she was so nonchalant about it. She's like, yeah, you know, it's like my dog's get nervous in new spaces and this is them just marking their territory. And and Mike even said that, you know, just don't even worry about the bill. And I was going to be like, so she's just chill about that. But then when she said that Mike said not to worry about it, I was like, so Marcus really did his friend like that. Yeah, I didn't. That's, that's dirty. Because like they're, they're, Mike's whole issue with Marcus already is that he feels like he doesn't respect anyone's stuff. Yeah, and he doesn't. Yeah, he really doesn't. And then, oh man, I would have lost my shit. Yeah. Yeah, and then also it's like, Julie, get it together. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Please. But so. then so they're talking how it'll be like a day or two to get into the computer. So that's just more like time mapping out. And then Julie asked when they're going to go out tonight because Marcus said that they were going to go to a club. And Marcus is like, well, when I said we were going to go to a club, I meant me and my partner, not you. And then Julie's like, so I'm just going to be stuck in here forever. And I'm like, that's what protective custody is. Yeah. Sweetie. <laughs> Bitch, you're not going anywhere. Don't you care <laughs> about your life? Yeah. You're literally being chased by men with guns. And it's been a day. And, what are, how are you bored? And if you heard that they're going to a club, then you heard the part that the guy who wants to kill you is there is at that club like don't be dumb also and then so during all this a woman shows up in sexy laundry and it's yvette the one with the yes. dirty voicemail and marcus is like get out of here and like kicks her out and it's so silly and then mike is like you kicked her out yvette <laughs> my masseuse <laughs> and she wasn't wearing anything and you kicked her out <laughs> she was naked <laughs> so they get like then they start bicker- bickering with each other over that and yeah. julie's like trying to yell at marcus at the same time 
while Mike and Marcus are yelling at each other. It's just it's so much chaos. It's, this movie was just chaotic. <laughs> it was like at 100. And Marcus is like, everyone shut up. We're going to the club. And that's final. You yeah. are staying here. I don't want to hear anything else. Like, bye. <laughs> and you know what the scene felt like? It was like, it felt like Marcus was the one that was in trouble. And then he was like, you know what? I'm done being in trouble. Let's go. And I was like, that's... <laughs> Okay, I mean, we got to get out of the situation or out of the scene, but also, what a cop out. We're done here. Yeah, I'm yeah. done being yelled at. Let's go. So we go to Club Hell, and there's a bad guy outside giving another bad guy driver a pep talk. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that guy starts lighting a cigarette, and he's like, what are you doing? We have flammable ether. You're going to blow up. You fool. You, you dingus. So we cut to Julie. She finds Mike's weapon stash. Super easy to find. Yeah, not concealed at all. <laughs> no. I feel like that's not okay. It wasn't even in a safe or anything. No, it was on a shelf. Yeah. She grabs a gun and I'm like, she's really going to go to that club, isn't she? Yeah, she is. Yeah. So we cut to inside the club. It's like a gothic cathedral theme. Mm. There's mummies hanging from the ceiling and KMFDM is playing. And I'm like, this whole thing is just confusing. <laughs> it's just you know just when you're trying to find your vibe but you don't know what your vibe is yet yeah you know? like you're like what's my aesthetic why well, it's I- like the teenage phase of your life yeah it's like i like all these things so i'm gonna like just yeah just smash throw them it together. All together yeah it's weird but the bad guys are in a suite above the crowd and one guy notices marcus in the crowd mm-hmm. and because also marcus and mike decide to split up yeah once they're in here yeah totally bad idea yeah and Mike immediately gets distracted by the women in the club. And Marcus is like, yo, are you kidding me right now? Because yeah. <laughs> we get a good like three minutes, not the three minutes, but we get a good chunk of establishing shots of just crotch shots. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's where Mike is. Just ladies yeah. dancing. Yep. Because <laughs> remember, this is still a Michael Bay movie. Yes. Marcus goes to the potty and he goes to pee and notices one guy. So he's in a urinal and another guy uses the urinal next to him. Which should be the first sign, <laughs> you know? It's like a red flag. Yeah. So then the, he tries, he's like, what up? And he's like making small talk with the guy next to him. Do guys do that? No, you're not supposed to. As far <laughs> as I've, all the memes I've seen. I wouldn't want to. No. Because like, do we, like, you know, when a girl gets in a stall next to us, are we like, hey, you know? <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> you, you peeing okay? Like, that's not, that's not what happens. How's your cue? <laughs> Imagine though, if we just knocked on the stall. Yeah. Is it clear? Do you need some water? Yeah. Do you need some toilet paper? Here's some extra. Yeah. Yeah, you boo. Yeah. How was your day? Uh, oh my God. So you great. look so beautiful. <laughs> Love those shoes. That's only when we're drunk. <laughs> That's not a sober bathroom experience. <laughs> no, it's really not. Do you think when guys are drunk in the bathroom, do are they just as supportive of each other as girls are? I don't know. I wonder. <laughs> fascinated to learn about that that'd be so wholesome yeah i love drunk girl like bathroom experiences yeah like if guys were so like yeah man yo yo you look so beefed up today man <laughs> yo you look so strong love look at you oh uh. <laughs> anyway yeah so we're in the bathroom marcus yes. is making small talk with a strange man that's definitely gonna attack him <laughs> and then he notices in the mirror that there's another guy behind the wall my, waiting to sneak up on him my god this bathroom <laughs> Like, I had to wash my hands after washing this scene. <laughs> this bathroom was filthy, and he manages to see this guy's reflection in, like, the dirtiest mirror yeah. ever. I was like, what? That is the one thing that I've heard, is that men's bathrooms are actually disgusting. Yeah, but, like, women's bathrooms can get disgusting, too. They are, but I've heard that men's bathrooms are just, like, pure filth. Oh, 
because like because women's bathrooms get really bad so if men's bathrooms are worse then, then I, can, I don't like that oh yeah. god why can't we all just be clean honestly honestly <laughs> i think about this all the time these are functioning adults like right you are like this in a public space that means your private bathroom has to be like an actual like porta potty disgusting yeah. disgusting mess yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay back like, to the story so nasty so mike turns and tries to like he points marcus. his gun marcus whoo marcus points his gun at the guy who's sneaking up on him but then the other guy tries he like grabs him from behind and starts suffocating him with a plastic bag yep and we cut to mike distracted by women and julie walks in noah sees her oh noah's the bad guy i'm jumping ahead a little bit but yeah <laughs> there's a bathroom fight scene yes they somehow marcus is ripping things off of the wall to smack the other guys with he's so strong don't know how he did that it's but pure it adrenaline yeah it's adrenaline strength they fight and stuff um and then so we do see julie come in and then noah is the bad guy who she id'd on the headshot so he notices her but then we go back to the fight and marcus manages to just take both guys out yeah and at the same time uh they slam him into a fish tank so that just you know collapses and everything i wonder if any fish were harmed in it they probably had the disclaimer at the end <laughs> but then that that's finally when mike notices that marcus needs help but it's too late because you know he already beat the bad guys yeah so then they go back outside and they see julie and then marcus victim blames him yes <laughs> mike is like oh who beat you up this time <laughs> like bro hello <laughs> where were you <laughs> so then yeah so when julie is in there so noah sees julie so he goes to go get her but then fouché comes out and, she, and then he's staring at her so then they lock eyes and then she she gets the gun she points it at him and then mike is like julie no and then you know there's he he miss he pushes her arm so that she doesn't shoot him but she ends up shooting pressing the trigger and anyway. somewhere into the crowd so yeah. we never see where that goes but you know everybody ducks and covers it's all chaos now everybody's running out yeah and uh, i'm like nice job julie you just fucked everything up yep <laughs> so then everybody runs outside and everybody's going crazy marcus and julie are together mike has to fight some people off before he gets to them outside and then mike pulls the guy out of the truck that was sitting outside from earlier mm-hmm. and he's like dude i need this so he rips him out the three <laughs> yeah. of them get in they take off and then they get followed by noah and so they drive away and julie has the nerve to yell this is protective custody girl you literally walked into the danger and you started the chaos yes this is literally your fault yeah there's no way for <laughs> us to defend you right now <laughs> We can do as much as we want to, but this is all her fault right now. Yeah. Stopping a Karen, Julie. Yeah. <laughs> Julie's the next Karen. Honestly. So then then Noah's in the car behind them, and then he starts shooting at them, and then Mike starts shooting back, but also not before we were like, huh, what's that smell? And then Julie looks behind her, and she's like, oh, it's a whole ton of ether. <laughs> barrels and barrels of it. It's flammable. Yep. And then Julie and Mike start yelling at Marcus for picking the flammable truck. <laughs> the one thing, the one most dangerous vehicle they could have gotten into. <laughs> and then... How is he supposed to know? And then the other thing, too, is that they turned down a closed bridge road, and then Mike is like... Out of all the roads in Miami, you pick the one that's not finished. <laughs> I was like, damn, he did that. Yeah, he just gets roasted. And yeah. Marcus is like, ah, I'm just driving. Oh, my God. <laughs> so then that was just fun. I was just like, he really picked the one road that he couldn't drive down. <laughs> yeah, he did. He 
so many opportunities. He could have just stay straight. And but whatever. Total mess. So then Marcus is telling Mike to figure something out to get them out of this mess. And then Mike is like, You put us here and you need me to fix it now. <laughs> so they have that whole thing. But then Mike ends up throwing some barrels out the back and then he shoots at them so that they start exploding. And then Noah's car drives through them, so then they explode. And then this is just as Mike and Marcus and Julie are about to run out of road. So they stop just in time. The Noah's car explodes. So there goes that witness and all those. Uh, not that witness. What would they be called? Just the bad guy. Whatever. Yeah. They lose the, that source, yeah. essentially. So then they just make it out in time. We get that Michael Bay explosion. <laughs> and then, Classic. And then Marcus gets out the car and he's like, well, there goes our only lead to the dope. And then Jules like, the dope? What about our lead to Maxie's killers? So, you know, we see where everybody's priorities are. Yeah. And then she gets mad and she walks off. And uh, Mike has to go follow her because, you know, he's trying to defuse the situation. But also she does say, um, you know, when she's like, well, what about Julie? Uh, when she says, what about Maxie's killers? And then she's like, but that's not really important because it's not like it's your job to protect people. And I was Ooh. like, oh, she said that. Yeah. Oops. Oh. But then also. It feels I, a little current. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh. I didn't say it. You said it. Whoops. But then a helicopter is also flying over as they argue. Just like it's an eyewitness news helicopter. Yeah. So they're catching Marcus and Mike yelling at each other. And Julie's just on the side <laughs> yelling at them as well. So then we're like, that's going to be a thing later on. Oh, for sure. So then, yeah. So Mike goes over to Julie to defuse the situation. He's like, you know, Mike doesn't want anything more than to capture the people that killed Maxie. And he just has a weird way of showing it sometimes. And I'm like, Marcus cannot handle anything. <laughs> He never learned how to process an emotion. <laughs> no, he definitely needs therapy. Yeah. <laughs> so then now we cut to later on and we only have, we're talking about how there's only two days left to figure out this case. So then they go what into looks like a, a liquor store, but then Julie asked for shampoo. I was really confused by what kind of store this was. Yeah. Because I was like, is this a convenience store? But all I see is liquor. Right. Yeah. And then she goes up to like some shampoos and she's like, ugh, all these are animal tested. Yeah. And also we cut back and forth to the clerk who does not trust that Marcus and Mike are in there. Yeah. And we're not going to say why, but we are going to say why, you know? <laughs> you know why. Yeah. And uh, Mike like moves his vest a little and he sees the, his gun and he freaks out. Yeah. But also, so before that, they're talking over by the shampoo section of this liquor store. Yeah. And Mike brings up that Jojo is a chemist and must know something because there's entirely too much ether and too much heroin for nobody to know nothing. So then yeah. they decide like that's got to be their next course of action. And then um, Julie doesn't know what they're talking about. So neither did I at this point. So they just explain that ether is used to process heroin. I had no idea. Still don't really understand that. But, you know, it's chemistry science you know stuff yeah so yeah the clerk is hearing all of this and he's like freaking out so his he's got like three guns below the counter and they finally go up to pay for the shampoo but then the clerk pulls the guns on them because he's just like i don't buy that you're cops like i i have all these fake badges you can well you want them i can send them to you for a dollar like i don't buy it he pulls a gun on them first and then they're like we're cops yeah and this is the second time the movie where they're like we're cops and the other person doesn't believe them yep so the guy just starts yelling at them and he's freaking out freaking out so julie's like oh whatever and then she walks away without paying for the shampoo so the guy gets distracted yelling at her he so points then, the gun at her yeah so then mike and marcus point their guns at him and they're like we're gonna take some candy yep <laughs> please a sweet tart yes so now we go over back to Mike's apartment and Marcus is trying to go to bed and he's just super awkward about the fact that Julie is also lying in this bed. Yeah, he 
so this is like the second time where she's been like underdressed and he walks in and then looks away from her yeah and gets awkward so during this scene she is like i don't know it it feels like she's coming on to him and he's like not about it and she's like making comments about how she's like oh i heard you were so smooth and suave and now you just seem like you're uncomfortable around women yeah she's like you're pretty rigid for somebody who's supposed to be mr smooth and he's like yeah i mean you know like uh yeah i was just you know i'm just cool (laughs) and he's just like having such a hard time but i was like no she knows that that's not mike yeah she's gotta yeah at this point because she just talked to mike Yeah. yeah so we cut to Mike and Marcus's wife having a good time. They're looking through old photo albums. Super it's a cute, cute time, yeah. Super cute. So then we cut back to Julia Marcus, and she's like, so can you tell me about my um, Marcus's wife? Because uh, she goes on about how like smooth and hot Marcus is, and she's like, I don't know how she could keep her hands off of him and how like she just goes she's planting the seeds she goes on she knows what she's doing yeah oh my god and we see marcus just visibly losing it (laughs) yeah so he calls his house right and mike picks up the phone right as his wife is saying stuff that sounds totally wrong out of context so what happens is mike pulls out a photo from the photo album because it's a stupid picture of marcus and he's like i gotta put this up at work so then then he picks up the phone and then that's when we hear Teresa going no put it back in (laughs) and then marcus is like what the hell (laughs) Teresa. yeah so then she's like i can't believe i let you see it and then he hears that too and he he just hangs up yeah and it's just one of those like fun stupid moments super like fun writing yeah so then immediately after this, Marcus pulls up to his home. Yeah. Handcuffs Julie in the steering wheel. And he rushes over to confront Mike and his wife. And we see two bad guys are doing a stakeout outside of Marcus's house. And Mike see- notices them and calls for backup. And they watch. They sit there and they watch Marcus breaking into his own house. And they're like, what's up with this guy? Honestly, I would too. I'd be like, what is he doing? <laughs> doing yeah they're just watching and we get like some of their commentary and it's such a silly scene yeah they're just like should we just let them take each other out <laughs> like this is so weird <laughs> but then so eventually marcus is like climbing his gutters he gets to like his bedroom window and he's trying to get a better peek inside because remember julie not julie um teresa still thinks that he's in cleveland yeah so he's trying to just catch them doing something and then the 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 ledge that he's on just gives out so he falls onto it and awning and onto his garbage so then obviously they hear it inside so uh teresa goes to get the kids mike comes outside they fight because he can't tell that that's marcus yet and then marcus is finally you know or mike finally sees that it is marcus and he's like dude what are you doing <laughs> and then marcus is like are you are you, are you sleeping with my wife and mike is like what <laughs> what yeah and the bad guys are still just watching and they're like what is happening and then sanchez and Rui show up to arrest these bad guys mm-hmm. and i'm like oh good job good guys. timing yeah <laughs> great job way to be and mike is like bro how could you think i'd sleep with your wife he's like we've been partners for six years and then we've been boys for our whole lives like what what's going on in your head i'd be really upset if i was mike yeah i wouldn't be able to talk to marcus for like a month i would be so mad that's what i just said because immediately after this they get up and marcus is like man i'm sorry i'm sorry and then i'd be like no i would hold the grudge yeah. so that's what i would say like as much as i joke about like men are trash i can respect how men can just like get over things <laughs> you True. know like they just yeah. like oh all right cool some men can some, get over things yeah, you're right yeah with each other yeah a lot of times not with women but 
in this no. case i respect it even with each other i have some guy friends who like hold grudges oh yes for yes, a very yes, yes, long yes. time and then i was like <laughs> i have my one guy friend he <laughs> he just loves to gossip and he just like talks trash and i'm just like you're such a mess <laughs> but you know what else is crazy yeah is that marcus apologizes and i'm like how you didn't get laid for like a month maybe Mm-hmm. and you just forgot how to act yeah like you can't do your job anymore you you think you have no friends like what is wrong with you yeah he has like so many different stressors from so many directions and he's just a like a little ball of disaster yeah <laughs> and then you're just blaming it all on the fact that your wife won't sleep with you yeah he's a mess so you know yeah. He's not my favorite. Anyway, cut to <laughs> my lesser favorite, Captain Howard. Yes. That's his name. I finally learned what his name was. Oh. <laughs> it's his office and him and Sinclair are getting on about some uh, some phone call that was made to the precinct. But, you know, she's angry about something. We don't really know at this point yet. So now we're cut to an interrogation room with Sanchez Ruiz and our two BFFs. They're interrogating the dude that they just captured. So he says that he only knows the name Fouché and nothing else. And that's all the information he can give them. So now we're back with Howard running his mouth to Sinclair. They're saying something. I didn't really write down what they said. But now we cut to Julie, who is handcuffed to a steering wheel again, <laughs> while Marcus goes to check on JoJo, who runs immediately, which means he knows something. Yeah. So then Mike is there, too, at this point, And they're asking JoJo what he knows about the hair and stuff. JoJo insists that he's straight now, like, I'm just about rubber, you know, the tires. I'm just about the tires now. <laughs> so then Mike gets frustrated. So he grabs JoJo, pulls his gun on him. And then Marcus tries to step in. So then Mike points the gun at Marcus. Mike was kind of scary at this point. Yeah, I was like, oh. So then Marcus starts getting dramatic about, I'm not going to leave JoJo's death on me. You ha- have you ever gotten brands on you? That stuff does not come out. That smell, man, that stays on you. So then jo- that gets in JoJo's head. So he's finally like, all right, all right, I'll tell you. I'll tell you something. <laughs> so it comes down to he has an address to somewhere, but that's all that he knows. So it's the the chemist that yeah. was telling Fouché that it was too moist in in the <laughs> area. <laughs> Moist. Uh, stop. <laughs> so then Marcus, Mike, and Julie go to have a stakeout at this address. Yeah. And we start getting at Marcus about his attitude. And Julie's like, what? Have you not been getting late? <laughs> and then they're like, yes, that is correct. <laughs> but then also what's crazy is that so Julie's on the stakeout. Like usually like a civilian would not be on a stakeout, right? No. But then also she's so bored. And she, we're like, <laughs> she's like, is this really all this is? And I was like, yeah. You you wait until something happens. This isn't steak and bake. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? We're not swapping recipes. Yeah. We're sitting out here just waiting. <laughs> so now the next morning comes and a car speeds away. So something has finally happened. So then they follow it. And then now they're snooping from across the river because Fouché and the gang are on a boat. And um, our guys are just kind of on a bridge with binoculars more or less yeah julie sneaks over while they're spying and she's like hey guys what are you up to can i have a peek (laughs) so then she's peeking through the binoculars and we cut to fouché looking through binoculars and he sees her yeah they're just like staring (laughs) at each other more or less so then he tells his guys just to follow them just so that we always just know where they are so then uh, we cut to Marcus's kids watching TV. They see the news coverage of Mike and Marcus at the explosion from the helicopter. So they call mom <laughs> over and they're like, I thought I thought dad was in Cleveland. And she's like, 
he's gonna wish he was and i was like oh she's gonna oh. let him have it oh, oh boy <laughs> she gets so pissed oh, so would i yeah honestly so we cut to mike's apartment and they're prepping weapons for confronting the bad guys and we see marcus's wife walk into the building and i was like that was so quick yep oh. here we go i was like she knows i was like the movie's starting so she goes to the door and Julie answers. And I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, so she, at first I was going to say, why is the witness answering the door, you know, that we're protecting? What if, the, what if it was the bad guy? Right, exactly. But she did say that that's probably Chet with my burger. Yeah. So I had to draw back that back. True, But true. also at the same time, it's like, she shouldn't be answering the door. No, 100% she should But anyway, be. yeah, so it's it's Julie and Teresa at the door. And um, Teresa's like, I'm here to kill my husband, Marcus. And Julie's like, is that the tall one or the short one? So then Teresa says the shorter one. So she's like, I thought so. Anyway, come in. <laughs> so that's lady celebrating ladies. Yeah. Marcus walks in like mid yelling about something and sees her. He's shocked. He tries to play that he's still Mike and tries to call Mike over. But his wife cuts him off real quick. She's yeah. like, no, no, no. You will Get not back play this here. game with me. Get your ass over here. And I'm like, oh she's pissed yeah she's like i'm done with you you're a liar and marcus starts fumbling with crazy excuse after crazy excuse i feel like i've never seen somebody's brain short circuit so fast (laughs) martin lawrence is also like a really quick talker yeah like no stuttering no nothing no he's good doesn't trip like he's very on it i'm like horrified and impressed right yeah yeah yeah. i'm like what kind of power does this man hold (laughs) (laughs) it's acting sweetie yeah so at this point, I'm like, Marcus, just tell your wife the truth. Like, really, your marital problems would be solved if you had an open and honest dialogue with your wife. Honest? What's that? Oh. What are you talking about? <laughs> so while this is happening, Julie packs up her stuff and is getting ready to leave. So she walks out. Mike chases after her. And Marcus's wife also walks out. And then yeah, he chases she, her. Well, he finally tells her she's a material witness. And then she's like, oh, yeah, fuck that. Okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So then she's like fed up because he thinks she thinks that he's just making stuff up now. Yeah. Obviously, like, I wouldn't trust him at that point, you know? Yeah, because it's not like he ta- tells her anything. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. So now, yeah, we're both in two separate elevators going downstairs. And then just as Julie and Mike get out, we see that fouché and friends are just waiting in the lobby in the lobby are you kidding and then marcus's wife walks out and so does marcus and he as soon as the bad guys draw up their weapons mike yells at julie to get down and marcus grabs his wife and brings her around the corner so it's like if she didn't think her his job was serious before yeah (laughs) she definitely knows now so this part kind of reminds me of in white chicks oh yeah (laughs) when um because that one character the guy with the wife was named marcus too Mm. oh yeah yeah, she thought he was cheating on her yes so it reminds me of that part where they're at that gala and his wife shows up and like they're all like fighting the bad guys Uh and his wife is like oh shit (laughs) (laughs) do you think white chicks got that from this so i was wondering that this morning i was like is white chicks a spoof of this movie because white chicks is 2004 right Yes. More or less. So this is... I think it's early 2000s. This is like it's nine years be. later than this. It yeah. could be. I love White Chicks. That movie is so good. It's so funny. Let's just watch yeah. that again. Honestly? You don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> Your mama is so awesome. <laughs> Your mama's so dumb. She ordered a Nicois salad and called it a Nicois salad. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know either. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So there's a shootout in the lobby all the action happens but then the bad guys eventually take julie with them so then mike chases them on foot because they're driving away and like this guy is so fast yeah 
So then they run through town, and then the bad guys eventually get T-boned and pull Julie out of the car so they try to run on foot. Yeah, the bad guys drive hella recklessly. Yeah. Like, they're attracting all types of attention. They get into a car wreck. Like, are you kidding? And they just run away from it. (laughs) Yeah. So then they run through a photo shoot, they run through a hair salon, they run through a handicapped basketball team. Yeah. And then they eventually- It was like the disabled athletes. Right. So then they eventually hijack a taxi, and then- Yeah, they shoot the taxi driver- why that's yeah, so mean that poor dude so then mike gets a super cool slow-mo running shot and then marcus comes out of nowhere to jump on top of the taxi but then they they get him to fall off in front of the taxi so they almost run over him but then mike comes just in time to tackle him out of the way and then the guys get away with julie so now we're back in the precinct howard is complaining again <laughs> about how you know exactly where the dope is but now you lost the witness i don't get it hello what why don't you go out in the field and do something? Because these bad guys are like super serious. Yeah. What do you mean? Mike ends up getting a call from Fouché at his desk. Conveniently. Yeah. And he says he's holding Julie hostage for four hours until he makes his deal. So that lady, that angry lady will run them. Which Francine? one? Yeah, no, uh, the other one. Uh, The one who's like. Oh, Sinclair. Sinclair. That lady. Yeah. She comes in and she's like, you're all shut down now. You're all reassigned. Like, forget about this case. You're done. And I'm like, oh, at least give them, like, another day. Yeah. And then you know what else annoyed me again about Howard? He's yes. like, oh, I'm, I'm about to crack this case. And then I was like, you are not about to do anything. <laughs> Mike and Marcus are about to crack this case. Yeah. This has nothing to do with you. Your team is about to. Yeah. So then she's like, uh, anyway, I got the approval to shut you down. So you're shut down anyway. So then Howard turns to, uh, well, she leaves. it. then Howard turns to Mike and Marcus and he's like, F that. We're going to finish this. You guys, if he said four hours, you guys got to finish it in two hours. So just do whatever you got to do. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Thanks. yeah, it is all up to him. Yeah. They end up getting an inmate computer hacker to mm-hmm. help them get into Eddie Dominguez's file. Yep. And they find out Francine was his girlfriend. Yes. Francine. I knew she looked suspicious before. Oh. <laughs> you know, it was too convenient that she couldn't break in before. Yeah. And she was very, she, she did give a very suspicious look at the end of yes. that scene earlier on. And I didn't take that note because I was like, eh, sure. But then I was like, that's a look. Franny. Yeah. <laughs> she so, done did it. So they end up questioning Francine. And we found out that Eddie and Fouché blackmailed her with dirty photos for information on the narcotics. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, this poor woman. Yeah. And she's like super apologetic about it. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it. And But I do have their f- mobile phone number. And I was like, this whole time? <laughs> Yeah, Franny. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so now we cut to the bad guys. They're driving somewhere. One of the guys is being very gross to Julie. Yeah, totally sexually harassing yeah. her. And then yeah. he picks up his phone, which is traced back to the police precinct. And now they're like, now we can trace them wherever they're going. Because that's how why would fast you, and easy tracing is. Why would you pick up an unknown phone number while you're on the way to a drug deal? Because he's a ding dong. <laughs> like, what kind of... Why would your phone be on... <laughs> You know, some bad guys are bad, bad guys. Yeah, this guy was bad, bad. Yeah. (laughs) Imagine being so bad at being bad. Yeah. Come on, guys. So now we cut outside. Mike and Marcus are telling Sanchez and Ruiz that they have something for them and that it could get them killed. So they're like, awesome, let's go. Yeah. Before they ask that, Sanchez and Ruiz are like debating I Love Lucy characters. I mean, we would do that too. (laughs) This is so silly. (laughs) Which golden girl are you? You know? (laughs) I think I'm B. (laughs) <laughs> i don't know which one i would because i don't watch the show oh my god who? wow you've Nat. told me who i am though yeah you told me i'm one of them 
<laughs> yeah. So anyway, we cut to the captain making calls to get as much backup as he can for this like drug deal. Yeah. He's like, I need SWAT. I need helicopters. I need all the cars. I don't know where I need them, though. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Awkward. Yeah. But then the bad guys pull into an airplane hangar. So that that's where we need the, the SWAT team. Yes. Um, but then so we see the boss bad guy. That's what I call him. But that's Fouché. He's meeting with his buyer in the hangar. And the guy says, I've ordered two wire transfers to your bank. 180 million plus Whoa. an extra 20 in cash. So Julie is still stuck in the car, also handcuffed to the wheel again. Like, that's just her new MO. That's yeah, but the she, only thing that she's allowed to do. Yeah, but um, oh, we missed sometime beforehand, she steals a key yeah, for we, handcuffs. Yeah, we skipped that part. Just before we had the whole shootout in the lobby, she was upstairs, and Marcus goes into that easily accessible cabinet with the guns and stuff <laughs> to put something away. And then she just opens it up and takes the handcuff keys away because she's like, I'm done being handcuffed to steering wheel. So she puts it in her bra. Yeah, she's And somehow, it. through that entire chasing across town, that didn't fall out i mean have you ever helped kept stuff in your bras i i don't because i don't like that feeling they make good pockets Mm -hmm. yeah surprisingly i just like you know like the idea of keeping cash in my bra and getting boobs sweat all over it like that's not no that's rude don't do that i'm not into that don't pay for stuff with your sweaty boob money money that's rude yeah (laughs) i've never thought of like keeping a handcuff or sock money don't even do that Mm. no but like you know, you just, you put stuff in there. Like, I can appreciate that it doesn't move around, you know? I just shimmied <laughs> as I was doing that to, to prove the lack of movement. But it just, I feel like it would be uncomfortable. But also, I guess I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Practice one day. Just yeah, just okay. put a key in there and okay. walk around. All right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so she's stuck to the, the wheel. Mike has a hunch that they're all in the old hangar because they haven't caught up to them yet. So now the guys are trying to figure out how to get into this hangar and Mike spots a garbage truck coming up. So he's like, that's how we're going to get in. So then Julie reaches into her bra for the key that definitely, you know, I was like, that's, that's there. But then she reaches in and then one of the guys that's watching her being gross to her again. yeah you know just love sexual harassment so then as that's happening the garbage truck crashes through the side of the hangar so then fouché is like oh it's a setup so he shoots his buyer yeah and then chaos yeah (laughs) immediately julie undoes her handcuffs she makes the car she's in drive into barrels of ether she rolls out before yeah it hits them so she's fine she's okay she'll uh, yeah just she'll be off. okay yeah so we get shot um just like clips of shooting happening all yep. over the place explosions action. fire yeah. yeah action shots of mike and marcus marcus last second saves julie as fouché is aiming a gun at her and mike takes down a bad guy with hand-to-hand combat during all this and marcus literally takes a bullet for her yeah he gets shot in the leg after after he gets her out of the way yeah well yeah so yeah mike is like yeah physically fighting people <laughs> and it's you know it's he brought fists to this gunfight. He did. <laughs> and, you know, it's like it's four against I don't know how many people are on the other side. Yeah. But it's it, they're outnumbered. But you know what? They're 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 holding their ground. Yeah. One bad guy gets onto the airplane and starts shooting from it. Conveniently, the plane is right up against more barrels of ether. Right. How that many, seems stupid. How many barrels of ether in this fucking movie? And I don't, <laughs> really next to the airplane. Right. And also that's a very, um, it's not, it's not a um, cargo plane. It's a very like passenger plane, kind of like a water plane almost. So I'm, I'm also thinking how much ether were they selling that definitely didn't fit in this plane? And also, <laughs> don't you need like special equipment to transfer certain materials? 
I would assume so. You know? Yeah. But whatever. Yeah, they don't care about that. Yeah. Yeah. But Marcus ends up shooting at it and blows the plane up. Yep. There is debris everywhere, bl- fire, blood, money now yep. all yep. over the place. Fire money's raining down. Yeah. One guy gets shot and then falls into like a, a breaker and gets electrocuted. Ah. And then from the electrocution, he then gets set on fire. Nice. And I'm like, I feel like he got it the worst out of everyone. That does suck. That is not a fun way to go. Yeah. And then Fouché runs away. He hops into a fancy car. So Mike follows him. Yeah, as the buyer's car. Yeah. And then All Mike fancy. jumps on top of the car as Fouché pulls out. So they wrestle a little bit until he shoots Mike in the chest, but he has a vest on. So then the bad guy drives off as the rest of the the hangar starts exploding. So then Mike is trying to recover from being shot, like literally in the chest at point blank range. And then Marcus and Julie pull up next to him and they're like, come on, Mike, we got to go. <laughs> Mike, get up. We have to go. And Get I'm in like, the car. Hello, go help him. Yeah. And he's on, literally sitting there trying to get up. And they're like, Mike, hello, we got to go. And I'm like guys hello yeah he gets up a little bit and then julie extends her hand out from in the barely car. barely like, bitch get out of the car right. and help him come on so now we're chasing fouché and then mike acknowledges what i was thinking and he's like for somebody that got shot in the leg that must have just really improved your driving skills because i was like yeah he's he got shot in the leg and he's driving with his shot leg oh yeah huh yeah but he's doing a great job right now he's it's just pure adrenaline, adrenaline yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they're driving a Porsche, and I, I feel like it's Mike's Porsche, but it also I, don't, I feel like we didn't take his car there, but whatever. I thought it was his car. Yeah. I assumed sure. it was. But yeah, so it's Porsche against the other fancy car. They're just speeding up to each other, racing together, and we were coming up to this blockade. I don't know the exact word for it, because whatever the plane terminal terminology for it is, but it's essentially a cinder block wall with only one space in the middle for like one car to fit through. Convenient. Yeah. <laughs> so mike is like hyping marcus up and he's like come on this car's faster than the other guys like only one car is gonna make it through like it's gonna be us it's gotta be us so then we get closer and closer and then they finally pass him and they get through the middle and then fouché spins out and slams into the wall somehow isn't dead because they're definitely going over 100 miles an hour oh for sure you know he should have exploded on impact right <laughs> he should be disintegrated yeah <laughs> but he climbs out of the car and like very runs yes is able to run away somehow jogs yeah yeah mike aims at him yells freeze fushi keeps running yeah mike shoots him in the leg from like 20 yards away very impressive yeah right Fouché then is on the ground and he's trying to egg mike on to shoot and kill him and marcus is like mike come on stop it see how that works yeah (laughs) so they start going back and forth with each other, and while they're distracted, Fouché pulls another gun out of somewhere. Right, out of just his side. Yeah, and he has enough strength to pull, like, pick it up and aim it at Marcus, mm-hmm. and Mike quickly like, shoots Fouché and saves Marcus. Yeah. And we then cut to Marcus and Mike having a laugh together and telling each other they love each other, uh. and I'm like, oh, I love that. They're fun. I yeah. love them. So then after that, Julie comes over and she's like, what's next, boys? And then Marcus is like, "Ah, nothing. So he handcuffs him and and, um, he handcuffs Mike and Julie together. And then he's like, you want a mic? Here's Mike. I'm going to go home to my wife. I'm going to go hang out with my wife. And then he walks away. And then they're like, can you, anyone, can anybody unhook us? Yeah. So the movie ends with us zooming away from them and Mike and Julie trying to get keys for these handcuffs. And nobody has a set of keys on them yeah somehow mike is like what do you mean you don't have keys 
no one has them <laughs> so silly but then the movie ends yeah i liked how that ended it was very fun yeah it was a fun movie it was about as much as you can expect from a michael bay movie i think yeah that you know got the typical misogyny in there you know i didn't expect the movie to be as funny as it was yeah like i definitely thought it was gonna be all action all thriller very serious yeah and no i, I knew it was a funny movie just because you know it's like will smith yeah or because i knew it was will smith and martin lawrence i knew it was gonna be funny okay yeah true i feel like the action scenes were like really good yeah and i, I liked... was expecting more explosions true but because i knew michael bay you didn't know michael bay first, <laughs> so you didn't have that expectation yeah i also really like the chemistry between will smith and martin lawrence yeah they were really fun yeah i didn't like marcus's character though i thought he was a douchebag yeah he was kind of a disaster yeah <laughs> like every chance he got he blamed somebody else for something and he just like wasn't you know yeah wasn't very chill it was like here's mike he's really into women and he's smooth and cool and then we have marcus who is just a tornado <laughs> of just every hot mess you can think of yeah but besides that it was fun it was really fun yeah i kind of want to watch the others there i mean bad boys for life is apparently really good and that's the one that just came out so is it third one that's the third one i believe nice i'll or have four? to no four i think four is rumored but but the second one is on netflix right yeah i'll have to watch it and i do believe no never mind i don't know if for life is on netflix but yeah no number two is on netflix nice yeah gonna have to watch it we'll have that on the list at some point later on or we'll just watch it in private you know because we can do that <laughs> that's true we can you know what i did just watch actually what there's this bruce lee documentary called be water that just came out mm -hmm. like a few weeks ago that's fun and it was so good <laughs> and i was just like man bruce lee really did that yeah and he's just like the philosophy of him and just how he was treated and things and i was just like man it was just, it was just a really good documentary i'll have to it was, out for that it one. was on ESPN, uh, I believe, Okay, under the 30 for 30 series. I actually just watched the documentary about Brian Stevenson. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How was that? It was really good. I expected him to be way older. No, he's like like current now. Yeah, like they showed him and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I was like, he's so young. Yeah. How old is he? What is he, like 40 something? He's got to be, right? I, I, that's just what I assume. But I, I was don't just know. Like, I was like, oh my God, he looks great. Yeah. Like, that's a stressful job and he like skincare routines so, like composed yeah yeah no it's a very interesting documentary we should watch more documentaries i love documentaries you do especially a crime one Woo. <laughs> Ooh. don't even get you started i know <laughs> well you know what you can get started on is telling your friends to listen to us yes what a transition wow you know sometimes i'm really good at them sometimes i'm not it's okay. It's hit or miss, you know? <laughs> but anyway, yeah, tell your friends to listen to us on all the things that we're on. Yeah. Or follow us on the social medias that we'll eventually start posting to. And also thank you for listening to yeah. us. Yeah. I hope that we can provide some kind of positive energy in the world right now. <laughs> Be positive. Yeah. Or Laugh else. with us. Or else. <laughs> Are you having a Whoever's good time? Whoever's not happy, your mom's a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> That's not something I can blame your mom on anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. Sucks to suck. Oops. Yeah. So that's it, I guess, on that note. Yep. Okay, bye. Bye.